This is Michelle Dawes Burke of Real Chicks Rock. And this is RCR Presents Real Discussions, the podcast. afternoon and welcome to Real Chicks Rock Presents Real Discussions. I'm your host for today, Michelle Dosbert, and I am super look, look. <laughs> I am super excited today because today's topic is called Beating the Odds. But before we get into that, I thank you for all the new listeners that are checking us out. We always appreciate guys that are taking time to check out our format and our show. Um, Real Chicks Rock is all about creatively collaborating, connecting, and raising awareness. Um, regarding issues that impact women. I know I had to look at that because I changed it a little bit um, because those are some of the things that we do. Um, And we do it through community service and the arts. And this particular platform is the arts and it's the media piece um, that I'm very, um, I I feel very close to of late. Um, And we also do it through mentoring and public speaking. Um, And like I said, today's topic is beating the odds. It's no different than what we've done previously before. It's all about trying to inform people about challenges or opportunities or just things that happen in our life. Um, I'm, I'm really a big advocate for health and wellness. I think we all are starting to make that turn and be a little bit more conscious about how we live our lives and how healthy we can live them. Um, my guests today are just really phenomenal people because they had some terminal illnesses or some terminal challenges, and they're still here. Um, and they look wonderful. That's the first thing I said when I saw them. Um, so I'm really glad that they were able to take some time to share with us today a little bit about their life and their insights, right? So to my right, I have Pamela Williams. Hi, Pamela. Hi. How are you? I'm great. You are wonderful. You're beautiful. And to my left is Kevin Latham. Good to be here. <laughs> We're all a little nervous, so, you know, just bear with us. This is TV. So I'm going to start with you, Pamela. Tell the people a little bit about yourself, okay? Just a little okay. bit. Well, my name is Pamela Williams. I am a native. I'm born and raised here in Atlanta. You're rare. I hear that all the time. <laughs> yes, I'm a peach. You're a peach. Yes, I am um, a wife, a mother of seven children, four that I birthed. Only four. I didn't know but that. But we're nice and blended. Oh. Yeah. Seven grandchildren. I did not know that. I know it's fam. I didn't know you had seven. Seven. Yeah. Wow. Never a dull moment. Wow. Yes. Wow. <laughs> My producer said, wow. Yeah, because you look great. Thank seven you. children, oh, seven wow. grandchildren. Wow. You come, yes. you, you are part of a beautiful family. Oh, so I'm a little biased to you guys because I've seen you guys, how you um, move as a family. I've come to some of the events and things. And so yes. I'm just blessed to be uh, attached oh. in some kind of way. So thank you for being here. Great. Kevin, tell yes, the people same. a little bit about yourself. Come so, on. So yeah, my name's Kevin Latham. That's I, right. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a native, but I moved to Atlanta a long time, in the mid-70s. But okay. I was born in Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. Uh, retired school teacher, DJ, producer, mm. Mm. you know. Everything, a little yeah, bit of everything. Just, yeah, I'll just do this. Coach. Trying to do the things I love. Coach, yeah, football coach, mm-hmm. high school coach. Mm-hmm. I've done a lot of things. Yeah. But uh, just trying to live a full life. I know? hear you. I yeah. hear you. So, Kevin, yeah. share with the people, what is it, the illness, or what happened in your life that you beat and you overcame? Well, I had a heart transplant, mm. um, and that really kind of being the end game of 20 years almost of chronic heart-related illness. Really? Yeah. Really? 
Um, I had three heart attacks uh, spread out oh over that gosh. time. Yeah, and the first one was, I guess, the year 2000, mm-hmm. and then the second one in 2007, and the third in 2010. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's interesting, you know, I know that I knew the subject today was beating the odds, so I just took a quick peek. Okay. Um, what the survival rate is. Okay. And if you have a heart attack and you're not in a hospital, the survival rate is six percent. Mm. And uh, I had no idea that it was that low. And, that, mm. and you talk about beating the odds. That happened to me three times. Three times. Yeah, three times. So you know, I'm just very fortunate to be here. And it's hard to uh, to talk about this without talking about, you know, the grace of God yeah. pulled me through all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to talk more about that. Pam, tell us what it is that you overcame. You, you, you're, you're a winner over. Yeah, so in 2017, I was diagnosed with stage one breast cancer. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I found a lump. Yes. Um, and in a matter of three weeks, I received a diagnosis of stage one breast cancer. I um, then went through chemo, radiation. Um, but like he, like Kevin said, the mm-hmm. grace of God, I mean, it was just from the start, I knew I would not die. Mm. I knew God would keep me. I knew God, I knew I was healed. Yeah. Um, so just... Not that it wasn't rough, mm-hmm. because it, it was. It was very challenging. Some mm-hmm. of the things that we went through, um, the process, chemo, I mean, it was very challenging. Yes, yes. But even going through that, just having the peace of God, mm. knowing that at the end, mm-hmm. we would win. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. That's yeah. powerful. So, Pam, was it a regular routine? You just went to the doctor. Were you feeling away, or tell us a little bit about that? No, perfectly healthy. Okay. Never take medication for anything. I was wow. actually in the shower doing my checks. Mm-hmm. So, ladies, check your girl. Yeah, that's important. Yes. We take it for granted. We Definitely. don't check on a regular basis. Okay. And you can't always find it, mm-hmm. but in my case, I was checking, and I felt you know like a marble oh. size. Really. Mm-hmm. Right here. Right in I there. Said, I told my husband, I said, well, I need to go and just get it checked out. Wow. And I went to the doctor and, I mean, you never. Yeah, I expect you know, them to say that. To yes. cancer. But um, thank God I did go mm-hmm. immediately because it was um, a very small tumor and it was very early. Yes. Um, so they aggressively attacked it yes, to get rid of yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. And was this your, did you go, just trying to help people understand the protocol and the procedure. So when you found it and you discovered the marble size lump in your breast, did you go to OB, your OBGYN or did you go to internal medicine? Who helped you determine? Yeah, I just went to a regular doctor. Okay. And from okay. there, um, and I think because the doctor that saw me, she felt the difference. Mm. And she said, you know, I can't say that it is cancer. Okay, but okay. It, I guess to her it did feel a little different. So right. she immediately moved me to um, the next step, which was getting the ultrasound yes. and yes. the mammograms nice. um, immediately. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I thank God for that yeah. because... Um, because it was so early. Yes. You know. Yeah. Um, today I am cancer free. Thank God. Thank God. And yes. thank, thank God for your doctor, the physician. Because sometimes, you know, that's a big risk that they take. Because if they miss it, oh, yeah. your life can be impacted. So thank goodness that yeah. she responded so quickly and immediately and was able to identify it quickly. Yeah, yeah. Actually, my surgeon, I'm sorry, my huh? surgeon was actually a member of my church and I didn't even know. Is oh, that wow. right? Wow. So see how this faith thing is tying yes. in? 
So for you, Kevin, now, you miracle child man over here. (laughs) Three heart attacks. Yeah, yes. So tell me the first one. Were you out? Were you home? Did it happen at school while you were teaching? Tell us about the first time. Mm, Yeah, I was home. I was home, but there was a little bit of a lead up. I had a a tooth pulled. Okay. And um, apparently the tooth was infected. It wasn't Mm. a wise decision by the dentist. Uh, but I was in extreme pain for okay. after it was when you know when the Novocaine wore off, mm-hmm. and um, the pain was just so intense. Um, the doctors think that that may have had something to, to really? do with yeah causing the um, causing the heart attack, mm-hmm. and um, you know there's a definitely close connection between dental health and uh, and cardiac health, uh, heart health as well. Mm-hmm. So definitely getting your teeth checked and cleaned and. You know, make sure there's no disease disease mm-hmm. beneath the gum. All that's very, very important. Mm-hmm. And that was my lesson learned. I learned a new lesson from every heart yeah. attack, but that was the lesson from heart attack one. From the first one. Yeah, See, and a absolutely. lot of people don't go. I'm a huge advocate of going to the dentist. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to go sure. and get your cleanings and things to check for gum disease. Yep. But I did not know, Kevin, that it ties directly into your heart. Very much so, yes. I didn't know yeah. that. Mm. So they're thinking that because of the procedure you did with the dentist, just having a tooth pull, that might have aggravated that? Yeah, it may have caused a heart attack. The blockages already existed, but, you know, a lot of heart heart attacks are caused when, you know, uh, a piece of plaque kind of breaks off and lodges in one of the vessels Mm. leading to the heart, you know, causing uh, that lack of blood flow and eventually a heart attack. Okay. That's not a very medical yeah, uh, way yeah. of explaining right. it. That's, that's okay. the best I got. That's, well, we'll take it because yeah. that's what you give it. We'll take it. Right. So yeah. not to take you or begrudge that, but just yeah. to kind of set up the, the sure. stage so we can understand. Were you by yourself at the time? No, my you? brother was there. My yeah. brother was there. And mm-hmm. once again, you know, uh, with the help of God, there was mm-hmm. almost no traffic. It was a holiday um, and there was no school. Yes. And we just flew right to the hospital okay. and it, it made all the difference. Right, it made right, all the difference. right. It really and, did. and those physicians took care of you and died. Did an amazing job. Right away recognized that this was a heart I'm attack sure. and took care of you and moved you in. Okay. Absolutely. Took you that. So then Absolutely. you had another, unfortunately. Yeah. So number two, phase two, chapter two. Yeah. Tell me what yeah. happened then. What, that what? was a strange one because I woke up in the morning feeling some, feeling some discomfort mm. and went on to work. By that time, I was at Columbia High School okay. in DeKalb. County, okay. working as a coach, and okay. by the time I got to football practice in that evening, you know, I got at practice and started mm-hmm. running around and yelling at players, and, okay. and it, it kind of intensified, and by the time I got to the doctor, um, they said, you've been essentially kind of having this heart attack all day. Gee! You know? <laughs> and so the, 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 the takeaway from heart attack, too, was if you're feeling discomfort, if something doesn't feel right, don't wait. Yeah, uh, go, don't go wait. and address you know, it. We just have a real tendency to do that, just... Put it off, or you know, yeah. you have other priorities, or right? yeah. I got to take care of my kids, or right. I got to, and we right. just don't do a good job of taking care of ourselves and listen to our bodies mm. because that was a definitely a very, very serious situation. Do you think, Kevin, that men don't listen to their bodies worse than women? How do you, just from your perspective, what do you think? Well, I can't really speak about women specifically, mm. but men definitely do not. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, and I've had a couple of instances now that I'm in my 50s where mm. I've had friends that. 
decide all of a sudden they want to get back in shape, but they haven't been to a doctor in 20 or 30 oh years plus. Mm-hmm. And then they get out and start running or trying to exercise like they did in high school. Mm-hmm. And they have incidents. You know, mm-hmm. I, I know two have had a heart attack. One had a stroke. Mm-hmm. All of them survived. Mm-hmm. But it's very serious. You got to. You, these are things that we have to continue mm-hmm. to do uh, throughout our lives. And I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how it kind of snuck up on me. Mm-hmm. You know, my situation was genetic. Uh-huh. Um, because I first had my cholesterol checked when I was very young and it was very high. Mm. I just didn't really know what to do with the information. Right, right, you know? right. And I didn't right. manage my, the doctors call it manage my, managing your risk, fact, mm. risk factors, mm-hmm. and I didn't do a good job mm-hmm. of that. And, you know, unfortunately with us in African, African-American communities, oh, yeah. we don't really pay attention to no, those things. Not the way we should, for you sure. You know, boy, well, you're going to be all right. Right. You know, lay down somewhere, drink some water, yeah. something yeah. like Right, like we come up with these homemade antidotes or just reasoning or rationale. Um, immediately when things don't go according to plan, we think about the money, right? right. Exactly. Whether the money we're going to lose because yes. we can't right. be at work or do what we do or the money we have to pay to get somebody to yes. look at us yes. to tell us they're going to give us some aspirin yeah. and go lay down, right? Right. right? I, know, I know at least one situation where there was somebody who got very, very sick at work, and mm. she said, do not put me in an ambulance. Don't put me in an ambulance, because mm-hmm. she knew the cost. Yeah, you know? that's and 500 she was so, right up the yeah, top. Right, so she was so concerned about that. Mm-hmm. But she really put herself in, in danger, you know, right. kind of waiting for her husband to come. Yeah. Just call my husband. You know, he'll be here. He'll, yeah. Mm. But it's the options, because yeah. we're trying to, you, you're right. trying to weigh life. We're Absolutely. trying to deal with life. So, I, like, for example, unfortunately, I had an accident. I was going to work, and I... Um, tripped and stumbled didn't see this grate that was up and i walked that way all the time it was cold and windy i was bundled up i didn't see it tripped and fell gashed my side of my face bleeding some people came by they didn't know if i had a concussion this that and third i don't know i'm bugging out i'm down on the ground i'm feeling the way they call an ambulance you know and the first thing you're thinking is you want it how much is it but and then you're like I got to get to work. I can't get to work. Then I think about my kid. Is this going to be all day? This happened at nine in the morning. Am I going to be diagnosed by the time by five so right. I can get out and get yeah. my kid? See? Because That's right. life is happening yeah, and, right. and you you don't have these backup plans. I don't have a, a, a B, mm-hmm. a plan B or a C. And it's me. Like right. and for yeah. most You're times, right. we're, it's just us. And so we're trying to figure it out. And the, the ambulance come and the guys are really nice and they take me and... You know, and I go to the hospital and I'm walking and I'm fine and thank God everything was okay. But when the bills came, I know, I know. I said, you know, "Oh my God!" I said, "In what part did the insurance company pay?" Right. <laughs> because right. it looked like they took a knee. It looked like they didn't do anything because the bill was so high. It was yeah. like, "Oh my God!" Yeah. But then I had to say a prayer for those that don't have any insurance because the cost would have been so tremendously yes. high. Yes. But it is. Uh, unfortunately, we will remedy things because of the inconvenience of it all when our health is not right. Well, I think a lot of those, uh, you know, those those home remedies come from the day where, you know, yeah. there, there was no insurance. Yeah, yeah. You know, it comes from slavery, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. You know, we came here, we, we did, all we had was right. what was available to us right. immediately. Right, You know, and um, I think the, the, those, those... They passed, passed on. Down, they passed down they over passed the years. On. And... and um, you know, some of those we need to get rid of, <laughs> for sure. So, Kevin, tell us the third, the third oh, wow. time. Yeah, we're doing all three of yeah, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna get it all out so we can understand the learning points. 
Well, the third one was was uh, crazy. That was 2010, mm. and I was actually getting in my car. Okay. And when I, when I hit the ignition to turn for it to turn over, I felt it hit me. Mm. And because I was in the car, and um, the Cab Medical Center, Hill Hillendale, so you know where it is. Um, it it was close by. I drove myself. Oh my god! Yeah. Having a heart attack. You drove yeah, yourself. I did. Too. I was like, I'm not. I'm not waiting. Another thing, you know, in our communities, I wasn't going to take a chance of waiting for an ambulance. So. I just did it myself. I did just, you yeah. park the car and everything? Pulled up in the front. I, I mean, I was in some pain by then. Yeah. I walked in and told them I was having a heart attack. Yeah. And, I, and they told me I passed out at that time. And when I woke, what? I was in the ambulance on my way to Emory Hospital. So, oh, yeah. my god! Yeah, so it was scary. It was scary. Okay. Yeah. So with the heart scary. attacks, Kevin, yeah. do they do, they, is it surgery that's involved with the heart attack? There is. They're going to, they try to clear the blockage and uh, they place stents to try to keep the, the, um, the arteries open mm. uh, on, on site. And then there's a, you know, a cardiac rehab recovery. They okay. try to get you up and moving and exercising and so forth. Okay. But with that third one, you know, that was when they first started talking about the possibility of a transplant. Okay, no. And I wasn't ready to receive that okay. at all. It's just too much. It was okay. just too overwhelming. Yeah. And, um, you know, those are the things. When I get calls from people because I'm a transplant mentor at Emory mm. Hospital, mm. Um, people just don't know what to do. Yeah. They don't know what resources are available to right. them. They don't know where to go. Right. You have, you have families here that are, are, are you know, the, the father or the mother who... It's so essential to the family. It's mm-hmm. placing situations where they're out of the mix, mm-hmm. just in the hospital, laid up, yeah. waiting on a heart or waiting, you know, for a a, a kidney or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, whatever they need, and it becomes very very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when I started learning about resources that were available okay. to people, and I would definitely want to share some of those. Yeah, with yeah, show. absolutely, absolutely. That was good. That's good stuff, man. Yeah. You. Oh, man, you over here just doing stuff, man. Uh, well, it was a lot. It's good to be it on the other side of all of that. Yeah, so. yeah. So, Pamela, for you, I know, like I was saying before, um, your family is a beautiful family. Beautiful family. Um, all your brother-in-laws, your sister-in-laws, just the whole gamut, your children, everything. So I know for you, not your source not only came from the Most High, Yes. But from your family. Family support was amazing. I mean, my husband. Hi, husband. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hi. Hi. Yeah, hi, hubby. We like him. He couldn't be here today. He's he's cooking. Yes, because he loves to cook. Yeah, he's chefing Save me a plate. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so he had actually just stepped out. Well, he was pushed out because he was fired from his job of 15 years. Wow. Yeah, so he had started, you know, his own thing, um, cooking. So it kind of took a toll on, mm-hmm. you know, he had to take care of his wife with mm-hmm. cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did. I mean, he took care of me um, back and forth for treatment, um, took care of the kids. Yeah. Um, but just the whole family, even our church family, yes. everyone was phenomenal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When I tell you, I, I couldn't imagine going through something like that um, without relationship with God, yeah, first of all. That's because important. Because without him, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have made it through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's no way yeah. I wouldn't have made it through. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, no. So I'm very grateful for um, my Heavenly Father. I'm, I'm so grateful for my husband, yeah. my family, yes. um, my church family. Everyone just stepped up to the plate yes. and did like things that you don't even know that you need. Mm-hmm. You didn't even have to ask. They were just there. Right. You know, providing everything that nice. was needed. Nice, yeah. nice. Did you um did you have to take time from work? Or oh my god, yeah. Yeah. So you you're a professional, you work, you have a job. Yes. 
So it was hard breaking that news. So did you have to take a leave of nap absence, or how did that kind of work well, for you? It's actually interesting because I'm um, independent. I'm an entrepreneur. Okay, great. And like yes. And so interesting because I'm a life insurance agent. Mm. And I've, I've been a life insurance agent since 2005. Okay. Um, so, you know, I just I couldn't go back to right, work. So right. I, I wasn't reporting to a company. Got you. I was self-employed. Yes. However, with my husband also being self-employed, financially, it was a hard hit. It was hard. It was a hard hit. We almost lost our home. Oh, my gosh. Um, you know. But God, yeah, know, we made it through, but it, it was very challenging, mm-hmm. um, just financially. Yeah, just financially. And like Kevin said, I, I found out people, you know, um, gave me information on like funds that are available, mm-hmm. the pink fund. Um, there mm-hmm. are so, so many um, things out there that, that can, can help cancer patients okay. going through. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like the pink fund was one that really came through for us, mm-hmm. um, our church. Again, yes. Yes. Um, and just other um, resources and means resources. that came through. Definitely. Yeah, man, that's an awesome thing. Pamela, how long were you in, um, having to do the treatment? Was it Three months, six months, a year. How long did you have to fight that fight with cancer? Um, so I had to go through, um, initially it was supposed to be eight rounds of chemo. Eight rounds, which which spread across how much time? Once every two weeks. Okay, um, okay. So, if, I'm sorry, rewind. I had a lumpectomy, so I didn't have to have my breast totally removed. Okay. They just went in and removed the, the lump. The lump, okay. Um, so after my surgery, I immediately started chemo, actually uh, eight days before my birthday, oh. yeah, in December. But it was just like, you know, I just knew God was with me, so it was just like, let's go ahead, just get yes. the process mm-hmm. going because mm-hmm. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was maybe like a couple of months because what happened was going through, and that's another thing, you have to know your body mm. and you have to be in tune with God and the Holy Spirit because he will guide you. Um, I went through my treatments mm-hmm. and as, you know, as harsh as it was, but I got through to the fourth treatment, mm-hmm. which they said the first four are going to be the worst. Worst. They're going to be the worst. But after that four... Um, it's going to get better. It's going to be, you know, smooth sailing mm-hmm. for the last four. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, after the fourth one, um, it was a different concoction of chemo that I'd taken, mm. but I didn't need a new Lasta treatment, which boosts your system 24 mm. hours after chemo. Mm. Well, I didn't need that, but they didn't know it until I had already had it. Mm. So, in actuality, it was one of the worst. Really? It had... It, felt like I was crippled. So I was in the bed for like two weeks because one of the side effects were joint pain. Oh my gosh. It felt like I was walking on broken glass. So it was (sighs) intensified, but they didn't know until, because it's kind of like trial and error error. research. They don't really know. Mm. So um, after that, you know, I just prayed and I said, God, it's your will, not mine. If I have to go through the, the full eight just give me the strength. But I really felt that it was to a point to where I was, it was just too much. I was deteriorating. Oh, wow. But I wanted to be compliant because my doctors were phenomenal. Right, and I wanted right. to, you know, if they said they this is what I needed to do, I wanted to okay. comply. Okay. But when I went in to my oncologist and I just, 
I just explained to him, and I, that was the first time that I literally broke down. Mm. When he said, your next treatment, I just said, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I can do anymore. Wow. And it was because of the mixture that yeah. they, they didn't foresee. Mm-hmm. So he, he explained, he said, you know, if you can give me one more treatment, um, we'll lower the dosage. We'll take away the new Lasta because I didn't right, need Right, you didn't that. need that. But he said, you know, I feel very confident, 90, you know, 99.9%, if you can give me one more. Mm-hmm. So I actually ended up only doing six. Oh, good. Amazing. Yeah, so then I went through 21 days of radiation. That's every single day for 21 days. Mm. But it's literally you're on the table for like seven minutes. Really? Yes, mm. but even through that, I mean, because the the area it burns. I mean, it mm. it lo- it looks like you've been burnt. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was very you know going through the treatments, very very difficult. Yeah. But God. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like you. It's almost undescribable how you can have a peace when going through something yeah. so traumatic. Yeah. Yeah. This is. This is um, transparent information right here. This is really serious. Um, You were very, um, there were times, Pam, because we're friends on Facebook, that you posted pictures of yourself. So the the people that are watching and listening don't realize, because you're a beautiful woman, when I met you during the process, and even more so now, but you lost your hair, right? Was it the chemo or the radiation? It was the, the chemo. The chemo. Was it an immediate loss of the hair over time? So after my first treatment, um, you know, people were like, are you losing your hair? Yes. And I was just like, God, you know what? And so they say, you have to be careful what you pray for mm-hmm. and ask for because he's going to give it to oh, you. Oh, boy. And I did. I said, God, if I'm going to lose my hair, I just wanted to go ahead and come out. Mm. The next treatment. It came out. I was taking down my braid. And I just sat on the couch, and I just pulled it almost all, and I just, you know, I put it in a bag. Wow. But for me, um, the hair, it, it didn't, I was more, like, focused on life. On life and health. I was still alive. Yes, yes. You know? so for some people, that is traumatic, mm-hmm. but... For me, I mean the hair. The hair will grow back. Yeah, you had beautiful long hair, but you were you're cute. <laughs> yeah. So when she was, so when you were short with your hair, when your hair was all gone, I thought you looked beautiful that way because your smile never changed during the, during all of this yes. during this whole time. You still remain Pamela throughout Definitely. the whole thing, and that was important for my family. Right for my. Our boys, right. that are eight and ten. Mm. Um, I wanted, th- I didn't want them to have fear that mommy was gonna die. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we had them um, come in and say, you know what, mommy's gonna need you guys to help shave the rest of my hair off. Oh. And you know, my ten-year-old, he was like, "Are you sure?" Mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. You know, but we made it kind of fun for them mm-hmm. instead of it being so a scary thing, yeah, and so scary, yeah. So they helped my husband uh, shave my head, mm. and you know, we posted those pictures to give hope for yes. someone yes. else that may go through this to let them know that it's just hair. It's just hair. God is a restorer; mm-hmm. it'll come back. It'll come back, and it's coming back. And she it's looks really back. nice. Thank you. Look Thank at that. You so much. Kevin, I want to ask you because you wear many different hats in your community, right? Um, being a teacher and a coach and a 
house DJ. My eyes got big. Yes, I know Kevin from the house community. And he's a very good DJ, by the way. And he's very good in all of the things that you do. Because I've seen you in different spaces and places, and people recognize you as teacher. Um, Mr. Latham, Coach mm-hmm. Latham, they call you out, they shout you out. When you were having these illnesses, Kevin, these heart attacks, did you lose friends through that process or did you gain some new ones? I did not lose friends. Okay. I mean, I had uh, all of my friends that I've had, my lifelong friends mm-hmm. and people that I've known for a long time. I mean, people really rallied around yeah. me in the prayers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't even, you, know, you can't talk about something like this without talking about God. You yeah. just can't. You just can't do it. I've tried to do it. I went to, <laughs> I was, I was uh, uh, actually presenting at a conference for, People that families, uh, it's called Trends in Transplant. Mm-hmm. It's something that's put on by, I think it's Georgia Transplant Foundation. Okay. But, uh, and I tried to talk, talk, go up and just speak very clinically about mm-hmm. my situations. Mm-hmm. But here comes God, mm-hmm. you know, it, because you can't separate. You can't. Um, because we're, you know, it's only by God's grace that I'm here. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah. so when it comes down to it, um, that's always going to be, I'm getting a little away from the question. Yes, no, but, no, you're fine. You know, that's, um, that's, um, that was so important to me to mm-hmm. have that support of mm-hmm. friends and family. And I remember when I was in the hospital preparing for the transplant, I mean, there were so many people. There were mm-hmm. so many people, so many friends and family, mm-hmm. you know, close to me. Kevin Diamond actually came to the hospital. Yeah, a friend of mine that we lost recently, he yeah. came to visit me and so many other people mm-hmm. and so much family. There must have been 50 people there when they rolled me back. Wow. I mean, they just filled that, you know, they just the filled that space. area. They really did. It was it was an amazing feeling, and it gave me such a uh, a sense of hope. Yeah. Because I knew all those people were praying for me, mm-hmm. and I just knew I they were gonna, I was going to wake up from that. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah, but lose friends? No, I haven't. I've never. I don't. Not that I know of. Yeah. And if I lost them, uh, oh, they just oh, gone. Well. I didn't notice. Oh. Well. <laughs> right. Let's take a yeah. step back, Kevin. Sure. Because when you had the third. Um, heart attack, you had to make some decisions, right? The doctors were saying at this time, you're going to need a new heart. Maybe we need to look into changing what we have inside of us today to kind of put something in there a little different. How did you come to that decision? Did you have to call people and get some advice, tap into those resources you were talking about Mm -hmm. to get educated on the process? Because we typically don't like being opened up. Right, we don't. Oh no, not 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 at that level. You know what I mean? Like right. we don't like. Right. I came with this knee. I'm leaving with this knee. I came yes. with these hips. Yes. I don't want hip replacement unless I have to. Like we typically don't want to uh, forget what they're doing on social media when they make all that money and they enhancing and doing. Right. That's on you. But right. the, the average folks, we're right. like, no. no, we don't even want our teeth pulled. Right Absolutely when we have not. to. So what helped you, Kevin, make the decision to say, okay, I'm willing to open up to have this new type of organ inside of me well it was it wasn't a hard decision because i was just that sick okay okay Uh, what happens is you know your heart my heart is damaged so after three heart attacks i was so damaged i was so weak Mm. so unbelievably weak Mm. uh Mm -hmm. the decision took care of itself okay okay um and um so you know when i was i was i went for a regular routine Mm -hmm. um, checkup Mm -hmm. and i um the doctors told me we just can't let you go home I was Ooh. just too ill, and I uh, and so they kept me, and I was at the hospital for a little over a month. Okay, which is a short period of time yeah. actually before they found a heart, and of course, you know it was all very scary. But yes. there, there was a lot. There was a lot of prayer going on. When I look back at it, I think more about the the um, the good things, the great doctors, the great nurses, my yeah. friends that came to visit me. It all the scary stuff is kind of falling to the side. Side, and yeah. I really see it all as just 
huge blessings for mm. me all all the way around. Mm-hmm. Really. Now you're a dad. We 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 oh, yeah. we are parents, all three of us, yes. and we were thankful for that. Um, how did your children take? Mm. You know this transition, their dad, because you know you're the you're the oracle for them, right? You're single sure. single father. Single dad, you're yeah. raising you've raised your children, yeah. right? Hats off to Kevin. Did a good job in doing that. But we're talking about nine years ago, right? Yeah, that we uh, had this seven, seven years ago. Seven years ago. Seven years, yeah. So the kids were a little younger. They were. So how did they handle their dad having to go through this change? You know what? It, I don't. I wish they were remember. here. I wish they were here, and you could ask them. Yeah. I um. Because they were very young. And yes. I, when the kids would come to the hospital, you know, I'd be just regular old dad. Mm-hmm. And, I would, and I tried to downplay it. But I guess if you were here and asked them, they would tell you they knew the seriousness yeah. of what was going on. Mm-hmm. And I know that there were some private tears for, mm-hmm. you know, a good number of members of my family because yeah. they were worried about me. But mm-hmm. I never felt that. I okay. never felt a, that kind of fear. And mm-hmm. I guess if it was a family member of mine, I might. But for myself, I was just... More concerned that everybody around me was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And that's what you do. That's mm-hmm. why often we don't go to the doctor. That's why we don't do the things that we need to do for ourselves because we're always so concerned about our family mm-hmm. and our friends mm-hmm. uh, and making sure everybody around us is okay. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we're we not okay. You, they're not, they can't be okay yeah, if you're not okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And um, so that that's just... It's really influenced the way I kind of look at things okay. and, and health and, uh, you know, and family and yeah. so forth. Well, and just just being grateful for yeah. the uh, the support that I had. Yeah, that was my next question. So thank you yeah. for segueing yeah. into that because I wanted to understand, based on this happening, how has it changed you? Mm. And you you got changes. Mm. You know, every time you've had that particular milestone, you changed a little bit more, right? Absolutely. There's no question about There's no that. Question about Absolutely. It. Just more thankful. Yes. Just more thankful. Just uh, I pause and. Um, mm. Notice the little things, mm-hmm. the little blessings. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hesitate to pick up the phone call to call mm-hmm. a friend that's mm-hmm. on my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, every moment, it feels so much more precious. Mm-hmm. You know, that's stressful busy. too. Oh, absolutely. Well, you have to. That's that's a decision that's that you have one. to have to make to mm-hmm. take that stress off of you, mm-hmm. because do- the doctors are always coming around ex- showing you charts. Like this is where you know that stress mm-hmm. hormone can cause the, the additional stress mm-hmm. in your body that can that can exacerbate these situations, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I've definitely changed a lot in that mm-hmm. way. Just try to be, um, just try to appreciate life. Mm-hmm. You know, when you, after my transplant when, and I was getting ready to go home, you know, the, 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 the message from the doctors and nurses is pretty consistent. They're all saying, listen, don't, don't be this, don't let this be a situation where we wasted our time. Ooh. Go out and, and live your life, mm. you know, to the fullest, mm-hmm. you know, and the things that you want to do and accomplish. Go and do those things. And mm-hmm. I think that's a good message for anybody. Anybody, yes. Yeah. What's your diagnosis now, Kevin? It's been a couple of years. Are you clean bill of health? What are, how are you doing over here? Well, you know, that's something that always has to be managed with anti-rejection uh, drugs. Mm. So there's certain medications that I'm not going to be able to get out of. I'll take okay. for the rest of my okay. life. Okay, okay. But the good news is I had a biopsy this past week. Mm-hmm. Seven years of biopsies, and you know those are anybody that's been through it. It's pretty painful. They go in either through your neck or mm. through your femoral artery in your leg. Mm. Um, and after seven years of that, I don't know, maybe had twenty or so. I don't have to have any more biopsies after seven years. After seven years, your heart, the chances of rejection is much lower. Aww. So that was great news that I received this past week. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was really good news. The timing yeah. of this show. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Thank you. Pam, what has changed you? I mean, again, I I feel 
from the moment we met, you just always had this aura of peace and just love and just, you know, I take notes as a woman that's been married and now divorced and, you know, maybe one, maybe I'll get married again. I don't know. Right? I don't know. Um, I take notes on the things that I can do better Mm -hmm. as a wife. I tell people I'm a wife, even though I'm not uh, one now today. Right. I am. I think that people are built a certain way. Mm -hmm. And I think the most high created me to be a certain way. I'm a wife. I can't dummy it down. I can't water it. I'm not a a girlfriend for a minute, but Mm -hmm. I'm really that. I'm a wife. So I watch wives. Mm -hmm. In um, successful, blessed unions, yeah, right? Yeah. Especially since mine didn't work. So you take notes and say, because you got to own your piece, right? It's a two-way thing, right? So I got to own it. Like, what did, did, was I not soft enough? Did I not, was I hard? You know, and so I always watch Pamela, right? And when I'm around her. And the love that just exudes from you is incredible. So with you having to be a cancer survivor today, what were some of the things that you learned during this whole process that that's making you a better Pam? Um, for one thing, I did not realize how strong. Come on now. I did. I had Come on no now. idea how strong I was. My God. And how much power Ooh. that I had on the inside of me. Mm. That alone is just. Like, it's like nothing. Yeah, There's nothing too big for God. I don't sweat the small stuff. Mm. Like, he saved my life. Yeah. What more? That mm. alone, that one thing I can say, um, I just, I didn't realize how strong I was. Yeah. Um, and I, I am a very passionate person, and I love love, and yeah. I love my family, yeah. um, and I love God. And I, I try to be present. Yes. Because I feel like literally God has given us a second chance mm, in life. Mm. And I want to, I mean, to the fullest, mm. every opportunity. I just, I want to take full advantage yes. of this. And I want to share. Mm-hmm. That's, that's one thing I feel that God used what the enemy meant for evil. And he's going to get the glory out of it because... Like when people come up and they say, like, if they haven't seen me and they say, oh, my God, you cut your hair. Yeah. yeah. And I say, well, chemo cut my hair. And that's my opportunity. That's my door in to share every opportunity I get because I feel like God is holding me accountable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I did for you saved your life. Now you you need to go and you need to share. You got to tell people. Every Every opportunity. Do you speak with women, Pam? Do you, you have you gone and spoke to people that are that are fighting this thing, this nasty thing called cancer, and giving them hope? No, you haven't done um, that. Not yet. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. I, I we've we've just my through my business, mm-hmm. which is called Peace of Mind mm-hmm. Protection. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are starting to do um, educating, yes. bringing awareness. Um, in another area that kind of t- is so, God is so amazing how he took what I went through in my career. I know that was one of the questions. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry I didn't okay. go into That's it, okay. but it's, it's heightened. It's heightened my career. I'm so passionate about bringing awareness, um, especially women, but not just women. Yes. Um, because of when I was diagnosed, um, we didn't have any financial you know, money right. there for right. any type of policies that we could benefit from. Like I said, we almost lost our home. 
um, when I was sh shopping for health insurance for my husband through a now business partner looking just for health insurance, we started talking about the life insurance, mm -hmm. which is now my business life insurance with living benefit. I mean, the living benefit, if you're ever diagnosed with any heart attack, stroke, cancer, mm -hmm. you're able to accelerate up to 90% of your policy. Did I know that? Whatever that policy, it could be a million dollars, a 90% wow. of that, 100000 Wow. So I think like, oh my God, what our season would have looked, it would have looked so much differently had we had that in mm. place. But that's okay. That's okay. Because now I'm going to make sure every person that I come across that don't know about the living benefits, they know about it now. Mm -hmm. And it's affordable, right? We could talk about it's that. So it's, it's no a, extra. So yeah. It's the traditional type of life, just as the traditional type. Okay. It's included in all of our policies. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. Most people don't know we about it. We don't know. It. So we don't know. I'm just speaking, bringing awareness um, on that part, mm -hmm. the living benefit, but I look forward to what God has in store for me to speak yeah. to women that, and even men that will, you know, go through the challenge of cancer. Yeah, we may have surviving. to create. We may have to create a platform for Let's you, do Pamela. It. Let's do, I'm very about health and about it. health and wellness, and talk to some survivors or just people that are in the midst of it. Because again, um. You know, I had an opportunity to talk to some survivors a year ago, and I shared that with you in the green room. And they, too, it was uh, Deborah Huddleston and Nicole Justice. And unfortunately, we lost Nicole um, a month after I did the show with her, and this was a year ago. And she was dealing with, they were both dealing with stage 4 cancer and didn't look at um, one bit at all. And so it's just amazing to me how this disease, cancer, is so deadly. But so many of us are functioning, yes. you know, like dealing and going to work because um, Deborah had her own business, has her own business um, as a hairstylist. So she was still going to work every day and making people look beautiful and then would leave and do treatments. And she has a daughter and it was just a lot. And so, you know, I want to kind of create a space, um, give people an opportunity where they can hear these um, experiences so that they can continue to be encouraged Definitely. and understand that they're not alone in the fight and that if they continue to do what they need to do, they're going to get through it Definitely. and then be on the other side of it. Cause we, I think all we have in the other, at the end of the day is each other yes. to get through some of these things. The doctors are great, but mm -hmm. you need that village or that community oh, yeah. to help Absolutely. encourage you. Cause yes. sometimes, you know, when we are up against hard times, um, our families are not as supportive. They don't because they don't know what to do. Do I come over and bring you soup? Exactly. Do I, what do I, what do you, what, what do you want from me? Right. They're they, dealing with their own emotions. They're dealing with their own emotions. Yeah. Like if God takes you away from me, what, how, what does that do? Right. I, I, you know, I don't, they don't know. And so they sometimes make it about them. Mm -hmm. And, and not you. And so that helps them deal with the situation better. But, you know, we're all strapped with resources. We're all strapped with time. And sometimes, you know, for me, I'm speaking out of the box. My biological family's not here. Mm -hmm. I'm from New York. So the only person I have that's from blood is my son. Mm -hmm. He's 11. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to need some <laughs> friends. Hello? Right. Hello? Right. Is, it, is everything working here? Yeah. I'm going to need friends. Here in Atlanta, if if and when my back is up against the wall. Yes. So y'all are on notice. Definitely. 
that's what it's going to be. But right now I'm, I'm healthy, but I'm just saying there are some other people because a lot of people like myself and Kevin, we're not from Atlanta. So we kind of like blend with the friends that we have, you know, family can't get here. So that's what you got, sure. you know? So it's, it's very important that people can um, have a village or a sense of community to help them get through even just, an, even just understanding or getting the notification that you're sick. Sure. That right. your life could possibly That's change. Because right. right there, once they tell you, you're a 50-50 right there. Mm-hmm. It could go either way. Am I right? It's very it's very serious. It's very serious. So, Kevin, for you, you, you continue to do a lot of different things. Talk to me a little bit about the fact that you're a mentor, right? So people kind of call you and check with you and ask you how your experience was. Well, People, you know, the word kind of gets out oh. you know, among the people, your friends and family okay. that you know. And okay. if someone has an incident, mm. uh, oh, you know, my cousin, you know, they've told him that he's going to need heart surgery. Mm-hmm. He needs to get a stent placed. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I dealt with just about every phase of heart-related mm. problems that you wow. can deal with. From wow. heart failure to you know, having stents placed and then, of course, the transplant. So that, that was that's part of it. But mm. the other part of it, they at Emory Hospital, well... Throughout the state of Georgia, there's a formal mentoring proce- um, mm-hmm. process, mm-hmm. Uh, and um, uh, it's run through Georgia Transplant Foundation. That website is gatransplant.org. Mm-hmm. I can give you that information and post it. Mm-hmm. But we actually go in the hospitals, and mm. and people that are waiting for hearts, or the families of people uh, with people that are waiting for not just hearts that are wait that are waiting for donations. Yes, um, <clears throat> they can. Sign up and say, I would like to see a mentor. And um, that's how I found my mentor. Mm. I had somebody do it for me. So I'm, I'm actually part of that formal process. Mm. And we go to the hospitals and we sit with people. We sit and talk with women. We mm. sit and talk with men. Uh, because there's so many things that come along with mm. it that you would only know if you were, a, if you'd been through it yourself. Right. You know? And when, I, when my mentor came in for the first time and I saw his scar, it just started making me feel a little bit better, a little uh, bit easier. Like this is something yeah. you can really survive because okay. I had never even seen anybody mm. with a transplant mm. before. Wow. Uh, so you do start to feel like you're part of the community. And all of us that were a, a good number of people that were transplanted at Emory, we know each other, we talk, we communicate, and mm. uh, it's been a very rewarding experience. Mm. And and I immediately felt like almost immediately out of the hospital, said I've got to go do that for somebody because nice. somebody did it for me. Yeah, you, you are know? a giver. You're a giver, Kevin. So has your lifestyle changed? Like, let me let me take a, a step back. So once you got your transplant, how long did it take for you to kind of just feel almost like a normal Kevin or back to your own mm. your own space or headspace? You does know, it take a, a take some time. It does. It takes it takes quite a bit of time. Okay. I think I feel like I was in recovery for three like, or four years. Wow, kind of. You know, okay. I, I kept feeling better and better. Mm. Um. And it's interesting because, you know, I had that biopsy last week. I, I really felt a little bit different. Like, I felt like, you know, I really feel like this heart it's is... yours. Yeah. It's, it was strange. And I kind of was... I was very positive going into the biopsy mm. that it was going to be a good result. Mm. So, I think that the recovery process is ongoing. Uh. Uh, but, I, you know, by eating right and exercising, mm. those are the ways that we kind of help the recovery. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. That's always a battle. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'm, st- I'm struggling. Yeah. I'm struggling. Ain't nothing wrong with me, but I'm struggling. We're doing- <laughs> right. <laughs> trying to get it together. Everything looks good because you feel entitled. Mm. When you get to a certain age or a certain place in your life, man, 
even just in a, a certain point in the day, sure. right? That you've accomplished some things or maybe some things kind of frustrated you. And you just feel like, man, I'm entitled to yes. that right. or that right. or yes. to do this or that. You just feel entitlement, yeah. right? And then some of us do it under the umbrella of, you know, I'm living now, right? I'm yeah. No, tomorrow's not promised. So right. we do a lot of that too. Sure. But I think there has to be some checks and balances, right? Everything has to be done in moderation and consideration. Can't go too far to the left and too far to the right. You got to kind of like wait, balance that out. Otherwise, you know, you're doing yourself a disservice. Sure. Right? So it's just, you just got to kind of figure it out. For you, Pam, do you work out and that kind of, you know, she's looking at like, no, Michelle, I don't. Did you have to ask that question? I do because it's the health and wellness piece. I just I thought I'd ask. I don't um, work out. Um, however, uh, we, me and my husband, we have started walking. Nice. That's movement. Yes, we have started walking. And because he's a chef, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's a little challenging mm-hmm. because he cooks so many different amazing things. Uh, I just want to eat everything. I know. But, <laughs> you know, yes, I am mindful Mm. and you know trying to have that balance right because this month actually makes a year for me since i finished chemo congratulations this is the time for this show and may 10th is my transplant anniversary we're all right here together this was ordained this was the time do you have to eat special things pam do you feel like you i'm not going to eat this i'm going to eat that or because some people believe right that some some of our illnesses especially cancer could be based on some of the foods that we eat. I know your cancer was different. It wasn't colon or pancreatic. But some people feel like sometimes it's the foods that we eat and what we expose our body to through the foods. Because foods are different than when we were younger, right? Because they put steroids and the pesticides and stuff is not as organically grown as it used to be when we were younger. So we're we're susceptible to a lot of different things that they put in the earth. So do you do you think you've had to alter a little bit of what you eat? Um, so my oncologist pretty much was like, of course we want you to have a healthy, well-balanced diet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a struggle. And I try to mm-hmm. be mindful mm-hmm. as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And, but at the same time, um, like my oncologist also said, he's had a patient that was a vegan. Mm-hmm. Or that didn't eat this and didn't eat that and they exercised. You know what I yeah, mean? So it was still. just like with research, they they can't really pinpoint. pinpoint. Gotcha. So, I mean, for me, it's just trying to have a balance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. trying to have a good balance as much as possible. Possible. Mm-hmm. Same thing for you, Kevin. Definitely the, the same thing for me. But the thing that I'm realizing that I'm pretty, I'm hearing pretty consistently with people that are that have dealt with chronic illness, with cancer, or in my situation, the doctors, Western doctors, are only going to tell you so much. Yeah. You know? um, and because they, my doctors told me almost the same thing. They mm-hmm. said, "No, just you know, be balanced in what you eat." And but with regard to plant-based diets, or with regard to more radical approaches. Just not going to get that from your doctors. I don't. I mean, I'm not criticizing my doctors because mm-hmm. I love them dearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't be here without them. Right. So as I increase my my uh, research on my own, trying to f- find out things that I can do. You know, of course now I'm post transplant, mm-hmm. uh, and what what I need to be doing for myself to take care of that. You mm-hmm. know, uh, eating for your blood type. 
plant-based diets, those mm-hmm. things that keep coming up over and over and over again. And I know that those things have healed people, mm-hmm. um, even though I'm not doing that at myself presently. I right. know I definitely okay. understand the value of it for sure. Mm-hmm. Any exercise too? I definitely exercise more. And of course, going back to work always makes it more difficult. I was getting it in when I was fully retired, but now I'm working a little bit more. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but my daughter and I just joined a gym together. Nice. We, yeah, so we're going to be working out nice, together nice. this summer. That'll be nice. Nice, yeah. nice. So coming back to work a little bit yeah. um, has helped. To get kind of, you got a cadence now. Keep you moving. Mm-hmm. Keep you moving and doing what I love. I love mm-hmm. working with kids and mm-hmm. uh, being back in the classroom has been good. I'm a math tutor at Stone Mountain Look Middle School. Shout nice out. Awesome. Pirates. Mm. <laughs> Too. He does everything. He does everything. Yeah. Pamela, what would you want people to walk away with um, from your experience? What is the one thing that you would want them to know? Um, with God, it's possible. Mm-hmm. God is bigger than cancer. Mm-hmm. He's bigger than any financial, any illness. Um, and no matter what it looks like, and even sometimes what you feel like, mm. just to um, get through to people to realize how powerful God is, mm-hmm. and He is a healer. Mm-hmm. He, I'm living. He's Kevin is living proof. Yeah, that I mean, because sometimes I think when some when people receive diagnosis, sometimes it's the fear the doubt and the stress mm-hmm. that will take them out quicker than the illness. Right, right. So it's, it's perspective, um, how you look at it. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, some people looked at me like I was literally crazy, but it was just like, no, I'm not dying. That was no. never a thought because I know what God's word said, and that was what I focused on. So that's got in my spirit, yeah. and I believed that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you, you know, you're, you're, if you're researching all of this stuff and it, it can consume yeah, you can and then you allow that stress mm-hmm. to take you out. So I would just be, um, that with God, all things are all possible. All things are possible. Yeah. I think, um, we as people of color, we always gravitate to our faith, um, whether that's through prayer, mm-hmm. meditation, Whatever it is, it's not so much being a Christian, but just believing that God, there, there's God mm-hmm. and that you're here for a purpose and a reason and a season and understanding what that is. And I think um, it, there's it's an evolution of life, too. I think some people find peace in things and understanding that there's beginnings and there's ends and there's seasons and there's things that go on. And so that helps people to understand that. So thank you, Pam, for just sharing that because that'll help people to dig their heels down even deeper on the route that they're in and knowing, you know, keeping your faith is is very important because it gives you that sense of peace and that sense of sanity and, and allows you to be in control to the best of your ability exactly. of your situation right. and not let it consume it right. and you still stand and still be here. Mm-hmm. Kevin, I know mm-hmm. how you feel because you've said it just as much as, as Pam has sure. said about your faith that you wouldn't be here without God. I want to ask you a slightly different question. Mm-hmm. What is it that you'd like to share for all of the single parents out there for your experience, how you kept going? Well, generally, you know, you do it for the love of your children. Mm. 
Just like when I was too sick to, uh, when it's almost like the transplant question. Why? Did, how did I decide to get a new heart? Mm. You go for you go for for your children. Yeah. Uh, that kind. Of, when you love your kids, that's automatic. Mm. I didn't have that. That didn't require any thought whatsoever. Okay. Um, yeah. So that was. Um, that's how I would answer that. I did have a thought though mm. uh, when I was listening to Pam speak earlier. I I realized. In my own experiences, when my friends contact me just about things they have going on in their lives, a lot of times they'll say to me, um, oh, yeah, you know, my daughter has a situation at school and I've just been so stressed out about it. Oh, I hate to bother you because I know your situation is so much more serious. I get that a lot. Really? And, and you know, it's it's not true. It mm. really is not. I For mm. me, I say that it's not true because I feel like for me. It was a physical problem mm-hmm. that my doctors have fixed, by and large, and I'm managing it. Mm-hmm. But when people have um, emotional, mental problems, mm-hmm. PTSD, mm. um, dealing with issues of abuse, right? Um, those can be long-lasting for a lifetime of, of dealing with those things. And, I, and as I see those things come up in people's lives, you know, I, I don't think you can even compare them one-to-one. Mm. I, I think that it's important that we all kind of deal with with our issues, mm. uh, and while you may not need to go to a an on- oncologist or see a cardiologist, you know, maybe a, a psychiatrist, mm-hmm. maybe you know, whatever yeah. area of mental health you need, you need to get that help. But in the same way that we need to deal with our physical problems, mm. and it, it's come up so many times that that's where that thought has come to me because I get that so often from mm. people that want to call me and tell me about what they have going on in their, in their lives in no situation. Is is greater or worse than any other? We all have our crosses to bear, mm-hmm. and uh, it comes up a lot. And that's something I definitely wanted to share. Don't yeah. you know you? Whatever it is you have going on in your life, I mean, take care of it. Take care of it for yeah. the good of yourself and your family and mm-hmm. your children. Okay. Absolutely. I'm gonna call you Morgan. Please do. Because <laughs> I, I would I would be that person saying, you know, Kevin is busy. Yeah. He doesn't right. have time. It's not true. It's, it's not, not true. true. And I'm sure Pam would tell you the yeah. same. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Sometimes you need that ear to bend because yeah. um, we've had conversations and sometimes just talking through it. It's not yes. the expectancy that the person has the answer. Right. Sometimes right. it's just talking through mm-hmm. it and you hear yourself talk. Sure. You you discover your own answer yes. or your own resolution, yeah. right? So you just, but you need to be able to share that in a space where it's confidential. Absolutely. And Absolutely. not going to be broadcast or shared. Or, let me tell you what's going on because life is happening. Sure. And it's serious and it's a real thing. And, and even though we are older in our 50s, life happens to all of us, I'm sure. For both of your experiences, there is no age limit. It's not because you're of a certain age that you've had to fight cancer and you beat it and because you've had to have a heart transplant. I'm sure you've seen younger children or younger young people in need on waiting for donations. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. First hand. Yeah. I had, I had several. I, was, I think at the time I was transplanted, I was the oldest wow. mm. uh, being transplanted. Mm. So, yeah, it's... It's very real, and of course, you know you have children with, that are born uh, yeah. with any number of issues, born needing the right. newborn. So, right. yeah. And yours was was um, generational. Was it was? It was genetics. My genetics. father, my father died of a heart attack, mm. and he had a, a he had a triple bypass surgery in the early eighties, and wow. it was definitely a family mm. familial situation. Wow! Absolutely. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. So. 
For you, Pamela, how would um, what would you recommend for people to kind of just get in touch with those resources that you talked about? How can people discover those things? Should they go to a website? Should they kind of enlist with um, maybe some type of um, a group that helps people who are survivors or trying to get through it? Kind of tell us, how did you discover some of your resources, if you don't mind? Um, everything we needed is in a relationship. Um, my pastor just preached that today. Oh, just a relationship okay. that I had with a former coworker when she saw that I was going through and she saw it because it was shared. Mm. A lot of people, a lot of times we go through it. We don't want to share. We want to be isolated, yeah. but we're embarrassed, mm-hmm. but no, you need to share because you don't know what's available mm. when you do. Mm. So a friend of mine, she had went through breast cancer mm-hmm. like a year prior mm-hmm. and she just flooded me with um, go to Google and um, look up the Pink Fund, uh, mm-hmm. look at look up the um, Coleman, the Susan G. Coleman, G. Mm-hmm. Coleman um, and many others. Yes. So that's what I did. Um, just reached, just researched it. Um, Pink Fund or cancer survivor need help Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and just a list I mean it was just so much information Mm -hmm. that's out there and available Mm -hmm. Um, so I know about the pink fund because they uh, personally they helped me and my family the pink fund um, the Susan G. Coleman fund and I'm trying to remember some of the others that that were available Mm -hmm. but there are there are definitely um, a ton Mm -hmm. out there they even have um, one that will help with wigs Mm. For cancer survivors, yeah. um, they can get that information through um, hospitals. Yes. Okay. Because yeah. that's big for us. Because women, for us, we we take pride in how we look yeah. and how and how we look sometimes generates how we feel. Definitely. And even when we're not in any kind of sickness, mm-hmm. if our hair isn't right, we just be like, oh, right. we just don't feel right. So, oh. so for some, having a wig or having that creates normalcy for them as they go through this sure. this period. And and it kind of helps them feel like that minimizes the stares and the looks because everybody's not in a space where a woman with a bald head is looked to be beautiful yet. We're getting there. We're much better. Definitely. We are we are much better, but we're not all the way there yet. Um, you know, people still have comments about natural hair. Yeah. Can you believe that? Right. Yeah, Can you believe that? Yeah. yeah. Still have problems with hair just being wild and free. So um, when they see a woman that doesn't have any hair, immediately that's 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 an issue or a talk. So we need those tools and we need to know those avenues so that as people discover, and most importantly, go get yourself checked. We talked about that earlier on, but if you're doing yourself checks or not doing yourself checks. Please go to the doctor and have them check you out and make sure because when you get ahead of it, the sooner the better. That creates your chances. That creates more options. It just puts you in a more viable space and place to live out the rest of your life the way that you wanted to. So you want to make sure that you go and get checked. And so we'll figure out the resources and all that and not having the money. But if you see a free health screening somewhere go do it yes. google find out the, the resources are here we just have to do a little research yes, to definitely. find it and then get to it right would yeah, you agree absolutely. kevin same thing for you right absolutely yeah definitely. just go out there so is there any other resources that you like to share for people um that 
that could help them in their situation? You know, I, I mentioned gatransplant.org because it's kind of a hub of information mm. for people that are dealing with uh, with dealing with situation issues of transplant mm. needing needing a transplant and their families. There's scholarships available through Georgia Plant Georgia Transplant and there's a wealth of resources at their website mm. uh, to help families. Uh, the transplant world is kind of regional. You have the southeast region, okay. you have the Midwest, and then the north, northeast, and mm-hmm. uh, so it's kind of it's a major hub for uh, for people in this area that mm-hmm. are looking for hearts. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's yeah. I think the other thing I would tell you: just you have to take charge of your health. You know, I, yeah. I, there's so many of us when we go to the hospital. I remember my first few weeks, I was just what you you know. I didn't want to ask questions. I just oh. do whatever you. Just do whatever you tell me. I'm right. just here, you know. But but the more you know, the more you ask, the more you're going to learn. Um, and so by the time I, I was ready to leave the hospital, I was kind of armed with the information that mm. I needed to take those first steps mm-hmm. toward recovery. Mm-hmm. Seriously. You know your body now. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot better. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, for sure. You know your body now. Pam knows her body as Definitely. well, too. So we know some things. So know your body. Stay in tune. Yeah. Be in touch. Um, Pam, I had said to you earlier that, and I want to apologize because I said to you earlier, um, you need to be speaking more. Let me scratch that off the mm-hmm. record. You are speaking more because you reached out to me yes. to be here. This is huge. Big start. This is huge. So you are speaking. So thank you oh, for wanting to be here because you could have been somewhere else doing something else today, but you wanted to be here. And I'm so glad that you came. And that you were able to share your story. Because I know that when people listen to this, it's going to help somebody in their village. Because somebody is dealing with some form of cancer. And so we want people to understand that, you know, hold on to your faith. Like, continue to understand your body. Understand your rights. Understand your options as a human being as you deal with this this illness. Because it's nasty. And it's taken a lot of people away from us way before their time, mm-hmm. prematurely. It doesn't seem to be slowing down. There are people that have an opinion on it that we as a free country, the third, uh, you know, being the United States, we have the ability to cure it, but we choose not to because of the fact that it could, it's still a money-making mm-hmm. industry. Yes. Um, and it's unfortunate, but that's possibly the reality that, right. you know, healthcare and uh, pharmaceutical places and doctors and all of them. And we've had good ones. We spoke of good ones at this table, but it's still a money making opportunity when people are not in their best form yes. and fitness. And so if nothing else, make sure you can get better control of yourself by being as well as you possibly can, because then you diminish having to use any kind of medications or people poking and probbing and doing that type of thing. Uh, There's some things that we're going to get based on genetics, as Kevin has shared with us, that we can't, you know, that's out of our scope. But if you can change it, if you have an opportunity to do better and you know better, you better do better. That's That's what I'm saying. That's what's going on today. Kevin, thank you for coming. No, so glad to be here. So glad to be here with Pam. Yeah, wasn't that nice? Very inspirational. Thank you. This is a nice line. Kevin's been wanting to tell this story, so I'm glad that you were able to come today. It's my first time doing it, really. Really? It is. Yeah. With all of those opportunities, (laughs) all of those chapters in your life? Right, not even at church I haven't done it. Yeah. Really? Mm Mm-mm. 
Good for you, so, Kevin. Yeah, so it's good to be here. You got a story. Good. You got a story to tell, yes. man. Go ahead and change yes. the world by telling people, <laughs> telling people what's going. Yeah, man. You guys are so. Anything? Where? Anything coming up that people can find you? If people have questions, how's the best way they can reach out to you? Can they reach you on mm. Facebook? Do you want them to come to me, Real Chicks Rock? How do you want people to kind of? Be in touch because I know somebody's got some questions and I know we probably didn't address everything. So what's the best mechanism you want them to come to me and I share it with you, the lovely people or what? Anybody that contacts you, feel free. Anybody that wants to contact uh, Michelle about any questions you might have about anything that's heart related or or, um, transplant related, feel free to do that. And it doesn't just have to be heart um, because the Georgia Transplant uh, Foundation, they deal with all types of Mm -hmm. transplants. And Mm -hmm. I definitely have... Helpful information for them. If you have a personal question, you can reach out to me on any of the social media platforms. Mm-hmm. I guess face, Facebook would probably be the easiest. Mm-hmm. Just shoot me a Facebook message, Kevin Latham. There's a bunch of Kevin Lathams, but if, <laughs> if the one that's attached to Michelle Dawesberg, I think I'm probably your only Kevin yeah, Latham yes, friend. Yes, you so are. Yes, you, you are. You can find me through uh, through her Facebook um, if you're looking for me, and just ask your questions. I'll be as helpful as I can and give you as as much information as I can. And one encouraging word could you share with the men? With our black men, just about health and and wellness. Anything you'd like to share with them? Uh, the biggest thing I would want to share is if you if you've gotten away from being in good health and you decide that you're gonna going to uh, turn it around and you're gonna start exercising and um, and bettering yourself. The first stop is the doctor. Mm. Um, make the doctor your first stop, uh, and not the gym because that's where we get ourselves in a lot of trouble. Get checked out first, mm-hmm. and let the doctor tell you where you are. Uh, and get you started on a program that's going to be beneficial mm-hmm. to you, not hurt, not harmful. Because mm-hmm. there's a strong tendency to just kind of go back to what you were doing the last time you worked out. And if you were 18, 19, 20, or 21 mm-hmm. when you were doing that, mm-hmm. uh, you're not going to be able to do that same thing in your mm-hmm. mid-50s. Big change. Yeah, so I think that would be the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. The encouraging word is it gets better. It gets There's all kind of information out there uh, available to us. And... Um, do things that are do exercises that are are, are geared toward your age, uh, your age. That's the big biggest thing that I had to learn. You know, I wanted to get back out there and start running mm-hmm. like I used to run. When, why do that when walking is is every is bit as effective? This is good, right? Man. So so just those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Letting the ego go. Let go of the ego. <laughs> let go of your ego and do what's going to be best for you long term. Okay. Yeah. That's good. I'm going to end on that note. I'm going to end on that note. That's my time, but... Um, Thanks, guys. You know me. You can find me everywhere. You know what? I say that, but I'm getting better. Listen, I'm going to start driving all traffic to the website, realchicksrock.com. Yeah, we're getting smarter. We're going to learn to work smarter and not harder. So if you want to check out these shows, we're going to put it on the web, realchicksrock.com. If you want to know where we're going and what we're doing, realchicksrock.com. Right. Everything will be on the website. You want to know my social media handles? It's on realchicksrock.com, but I'm going to cut you a break. I'm on Instagram, (laughs) I'm on Twitter, and I'm on Facebook, so get at me. There's one other thing I want to say. Um, We used to do this a couple of years ago. Kevin did it with me. Um, We used to have this thing called Keep Grinding. When I looked at the date, time... Just goes by so quickly. Last time we did it was about three years ago. Yeah. A long time ago. Wow. Seems like yesterday. It does. It three, it's 2019. Last time I looked at some flyers, it was 2016 that I did it. Well, you know, it, I never wanted to stop doing it. Mm. It's coming back. Yes. <laughs> 
So on, on May 18th, uh, we're going to have, it's going to be called The Vibe. Nice. The nice. Vibe. All is welcome, just like before, right? Family, friendly, fun, free, right? We're going to do it May 18th. There it is. At Boutecos. Yes. Awesome. Yes. The nice coffee bar. 1039 Grand Street. Yes, 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 yes. It's a cool spot. Yeah, it is a very cool yeah. spot. Free parking. Um, people can have something to eat. It's Brazilian-inspired food. There's a food truck outside. You can get your coffee, your tea, and other uh, uh, mature adult beverages inside yes. as well. The DJ for the day will be Gerald Music Man Brooks. Nice. He's doing some phenomenal stuff. So we're going to be there March 18th from uh, 3 till 6, maybe a little longer. We don't know. Let's just see. But come on out. I'm going to bother a lot of people. What I understand is that I need to bother people. Social media is a little funky and fickle and people don't know what's going on. So I'm going to be sliding some stuff in your DMs. All right. So be ready. All right. I do have social media. You do. Tell the people. Yeah, so if you um, need to get in touch with me, you can reach me at peaceofmindprotection1.com. Um, I'm also on uh, Instagram. Yes. P-O-M underscore mm -hmm. protection, peace of mind protection. Mm -hmm. And the same with Facebook. P-O-M nice. underscore protection. Nice. Awesome. Yes. That's my time. Thank you, guests. Thank you, Thank Kevin. You. Thank, Thank you, so you Pamela, for coming. Uh, it was wonderful. Until next time, you guys continue to take care. Rock on. Bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to RCR Presents Real Discussions. Until next time, take care and continue to rock on.